Welcome to the Winner's Guide to Losing Football Bets. I am your host, Paul. What a fun weekend of football. And we saw many reasons why I hate talking heads. I hate talking about MVP-like seasons and perfect seasons. Did I get caught up in that with San Francisco potentially having a perfect season? Absolutely. But it wasn't like I was viewing the Atlanta Falcons team saying they could go undefeated. I wasn't viewing the Miami Dolphins team and saying they would go 17-0. The San Francisco 49ers have the most complete team in the NFL, top to bottom. I said the 49ers would have to gift teams wins, and largely, that is what happened. The Browns needed the 49ers' defense to be average to allow P.J. Tucker to move the ball as effectively as he did, as well as a missed field goal with time expiring. The Minnesota Vikings needed a couple of late Brock Purdy interceptions and a 49ers' defense who couldn't get off the field to win that game. And Cincinnati, the only team who actually had the makeup of a team who could compete without needing many 49ers' mistakes, but they still capitalized on the defense, again, being pedestrian. If San Francisco only played these three teams during the regular season, they easily go 15-2 or 14-3. The reason they hung three losses in a row can largely be attributed to the defense. The defense was playing good, but this defense has been paid to be exceptional. Brock Purdy still hasn't played a full season's worth of football, and people want to say he's a bust when his stats in his three-game losing streak, interceptions aside, were actually really good. But let's look at the narrative surrounding the 49ers. After five weeks, best team in the NFL, Brock Purdy was an MVP candidate. Three weeks later, San Francisco's in trouble. They might miss the playoffs, should they start Sam Darnold. One bye week and a game later, San Francisco is the best team in the NFL, Brock Purdy is back, and on and on and on. Look, great teams lose games. Historically great teams lose games. You can look it up. I ask you to please look it up. Great teams have lulls in the season. San Francisco lost to the Vikings. Dallas lost to the Cardinals. The Eagles lost to the Jets. Kansas City lost to the Broncos. Of those losses, only the Vikings seems credible as they have won their last five games in a row. But the moment I knew San Francisco was back was in the third quarter against the Jaguars with just over four minutes remaining and cornerback Ambry Thomas picked up a fumble and ran it back for a touchdown, but it was called back because... A few of the 49ers' sideline didn't realize the play was still alive, including Kyle Shanahan, who admits to being out on the field. What took away a 90-yard fumble and score could have easily have ended up in a punt returning the ball back to the Jaguars, but the 49ers drove the field and scored a touchdown anyway and effectively ended the game. They drove 80 yards against a strong defense who looked at the penalty as an opportunity to keep their team in the game. And seven plays later, Debo Samuel was following Trent Williams into the end zone. Now, while I don't like knee-jerk reactions to great teams playing average, we do have to look at average teams playing bad. 
Arthur Smith and the Atlanta Falcons just lost to the Arizona Cardinals. The Falcons, who signed as many top free agents as they could, and the Cardinals, who were salary dumping and tanking for the number one overall pick. I get that Kyler Murray was back, but this guy hadn't played a game in almost a year, was playing with mostly players he never played with last year, and still ran circles around a revamped Atlanta defense. At this point, I have no idea who wants to win the NFC South, as there is no Tom Brady to anyone's rescue, but Arthur Blank, owner of the Falcons, needs to take a long, hard look at his coaching staff because they just aren't cutting it. Then there is the New York Giants. I did have them finishing last in their division before the season started. I thought they were frauds last year and would gravitate toward their true center, but this is just a terrible football team. It's becoming more evident Brian Dayball did coach his ass off last year to ultimately get the Giants into the playoffs and win Coach of the Year honors. But it's clear his magic touch was a one-year deal. Not only did I feel confident in the Cowboys destroying the Giants, I thought the 16.5 point spread was well under what it should be, even before the game was even played. I actually have to give the Giants credit for at least putting up 17 points but every one of those points were scored after Dallas had already gone up 28 to nothing. I don't need to look at the Giants' schedule to know I will be picking against them every week from here on out, which is sad because their defense is fairly decent. That's how bad this offense is, and the fact that it was Tommy DeVito who actually generated 17 points and not Daniel Jones should spell the end to Daniel Jones as a starter in this league which, as I've already said about this team, is sad because Daniel Jones was just paid a shit ton of money and the New York Giants are fucked. But let's talk about a team that some question their ability to make the playoffs despite this being a quality team that they were putting on the field in the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen continues to be a liability with the ball, even if he is as dynamic as he is, as he has 11 turnovers in 10 games, with many of those turnovers in critical moments. Not that any turnover isn't critical, but his just looked terrible as he's had a turnover in 8 of 10 games. You just can't trust this team when it comes to a one-game winner-take-all scenario. Look, I love Josh Allen, and he made the jump from intriguing talent to top 10 quarterback, but he has not made the pivot to top five in leadership and direction. What's worse about this team is it can't overcome its own mistakes outside of Josh Allen, as they should have easily dispatched the Denver Broncos, but because from top to bottom, they lack discipline, which was magnified as the Broncos had to run out their kicking unit to attempt a game-winning field goal with no timeouts on a running clock, and they missed the kick but the Bills inexplicably had 12 men on the field, knowing the Broncos would likely be running this specific scenario. Because if the announcers knew it, the fucking coaches knew it, and they still screwed it up. This is a fundamentally flawed team. The flaw is in the foundation, which permeates up into the entire structure. There are a lot of players I root for on this team, but when I do watch this team, I just know they are going to find a way to lose an important game. 
This all contradicts the magic I've seen from Josh Allen perform. I love watching Josh Allen take the game into his hands and dominate. I think he is even more of a playmaker than Patrick Mahomes. But the one thing Mahomes doesn't do is make mistakes in the big games. Yes, we've seen Mahomes lose 21 times, in fact. He's 82-21 and 21 as a starting quarterback. That's regular season and playoffs. Yes, I love watching Josh Allen, but Patrick Mahomes wins. Bill's games are wild and entertaining games, but they lose. Mahomes and the Chiefs are equally wild and entertaining, but they win. Now, on to the next week. A lot of big games coming up this week. Bengals at the Ravens on Thursday night. The Ravens trying to bounce back from a debacle of the second half. Just a complete team letdown. And then Monday night, the Eagles and the Chiefs, a rematch of the previous year's Super Bowl. I'm looking forward to watching Andy Reid shut down Nick Sirianni and his ridiculous Philadelphia fan-inspired antics. Until next episode, everybody, be safe.